podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No. Rodri. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? I respect your opinions. Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me, but in my mind I'm better than him. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Gigs on football. And uh, we're live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. As always, we'll be talking the latest stories from the world of football, latest results, all that good stuff. So if, uh, if you're live on one of those platforms, join us, have your say, ask some questions, all uh, the usual stuff. Just as we wait for the, uh, the stragglers and the latecomers, we will uh, have a little Super 6 update. Uh, the Super 6 update for this week for our Charity Prediction League. Uh, well done to Michael Shepard, top this week's round on 14 points. Rodri and I absolutely embarrassed ourselves this week as we got every single result wrong. We didn't forget. We may as well have forgotten. But we got every result wrong. Didn't score a point between us, which is novice behaviour, i got to say. Uh, but Sunday is the last round of the season. We've uh, £552 up for grabs with 230 going to the champion. Good luck to uh, all those who are in with a shot at the top six. But uh, 4 p.m. Sunday for the final round of the season. If you would like to sign up for next year, drop us a message. We'll get you the details because uh, it's, at the end of the day, it's all for a good cause. It's all a bit of fun. And um, we can listen to Rodri making excuses all season about why I beat him so heavily. But, you know, there we go. Uh, as always, I'm joined by the man himself, ex Salford City winger, FFC United winger, Mr. Rodri Giggs. How are you, mate? Yeah, pal, you right? Yes, mate. So we're a bit late starting. Rodri's dog was kicking off big time, fighting with the next door's dog. Yeah. Wasn't it? Was not having it at all. But, uh, oh, mate, it's been a couple of cup finals this week. Lots to discuss. But um, if people have got questions, they want us to talk about a particular thing, get them in and we'll uh, we'll discuss uh, anything which you wish us to. But um, we'll talk about the Premier League. We'll talk about the Championship playoffs, which are now set for Wembley as well, of course. Um, Europa League last night. But uh, we'll start with the FA Cup final, mate. Chelsea-Liverpool um, went to penalties. What did you think of the, the game overall? Were you a bit disappointed to see Liverpool pick up another trophy? 
Um, was it disappointed? Uh, well, I didn't watch it, so. Ah, there you go then. As soon as the game's over, change channel. Um, so, yeah, it's one of them where Chelsea have got a play better. Uh, you know, you don't get many chances like that. And yeah, Liverpool end up winning it. Mason Mount, you know, it's the sixth time he's been in a final or been oh, in some kind of at Wembley he's and he's lost yeah. every single one. So. It's got to play on his mind now, as mate. I know, like we'd say, like footballers, you've got to be professional, don't be superstitious and that. But six times in a row, got to play on your mind, like every time <laughs> you're playing it. Like, at That's what cool. point, at what point does your manager think, you know what, mate? You're not playing. Because, <laughs> like, 10, 15 cup finals, still haven't won one. Does the manager start thinking, you know what, mate? Have a rest. It's been a long season. Oh. Bless him. Um, but, yeah, look. I've said probably for the last couple of months, I think Liverpool are the best team in the Premier League. It hurts me to say, all round team. However, however, when you add in Haaland to the Man City team, I think there's a very good chance that he could uh, be the missing piece. Because we said right at the start of the season when they didn't sign Kane, like in one of the first couple of shows we did, me and you talked about the fact that Man City, uh, if they go into the season without a striker, it's a risk. Yes, looks like they'll probably win the Premier League, although it's going down to the wire. And um, the best team usually wins the Premier League. But not yeah, just I think that's before. fair. But I'm, but then also, like if Liverpool win three trophies, it's not been a bad run of it. So no, you know. no it's just that they've got another, another Tim Pot treble under the belt. Great. The fake treble, is it? Yeah, it's the, the, um, the other Tim yeah. Before we go into like the, the Rangers game and, and the playoffs and stuff like that, because I do want to talk about it all. I want to talk about the Wales Wales squad announcement as well. Um, I want to talk about... Uh, oh, someone's uh, Craig just put it in the chat. What about Salford sacking another manager? But your um, your tweet to Gary Neville really tickled me. I think it was yesterday when I... Or it might have been the day before, but whatever. It's... Um, I like Guy Neville. He's one of my fun, favorite pundits. I don't mind him as well. I like him. He's, he's all right, guys. Got when it. it comes, when it comes to those quotes and the the things about giving the manager time, you have got to give him two and a three, two to three years if you want a manager to to do something. And the man's gone through God knows how many managers in the last four. couple of years. Four in a year, that is, isn't it? Two in two years. Four. Jesus. I, look, don't get me wrong. Salford have been disappointing in this season. I think. I think they they would they would have been aiming for playoffs at least. So it it is disappointing. But like to go through managers like that and then go on Sky Sports and criticize X, Y, and Z for sacking managers and not sticking with managers, especially when it's because Solskjaer's your mate and you're not well, slagging him off quite as much today. as. There's another guy gone today. Greg Strong, head of recruitment. As Salford, yeah. I think, at some point in the next eighteen months to two years, that Gary Neville will be the manager of Salford. I do, even though he said he doesn't want to do it. So, two hundred thousand people have looked at that tweet yesterday. Did it? Yeah, yeah. Not many people disagreed with you. I don't think, do they? Well, you get you get you get a couple. You get you get a few. 
unshavy comments, but it's... yeah, I seen them as well. <laughs> Do you know what made me laugh? Right, is when um, one of them went uh, something, something along the line, paraphrasing. He said something like, oh, "He's a wrong, and he knew about your brother, blah blah." And you just replied, <laughs> "I didn't." <laughs> and I just thought it was fucking beautiful, but um, yeah, look, it is hypocritical. It's hypocritical, no matter how where you look at it, how you look at it. Like he's on Sky Sports in front of millions of people preaching time and going through managers like it's there's no tomorrow. However, it, all right, so I put it let's let's look at it another way. Is it different because it's lower league football? Is it different because they're they're obviously on a bit of a fast track compared to other clubs at the same level? They got more money to spend, so they're doing it almost like the Chelsea way of when Abramovich come in. If it's not right, you're gone, and well, until they get it right, well, and then, then even then, well, let's look at of... well, let's look at over the last six years. Then, mm-hmm. in the last six or seven years, what was your most um, successful period? Mm-hmm. You got three promotions. Why? Who was the manager? You had the same managers. I know it was different because it's non-league and they were pumping money and stuff, but still. In his, his own words, you need time, especially in non in, in that kind of league as well, because the, the players coming in and out, it's easy to get that kind of quality or a little bit better. Um, so the players coming in and out it, it is difficult. So I would like to know how many how many players they actually used, if it was a high number or or what. But with the price they're paying and and the 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 expectations the owners give on put on the managers and pressure that by, by by themselves by just going on sky class 92 whatever they're saying we should be promoted we should have this we should that when you know it's not as easy as that especially when they're getting higher and higher up it, it starts to get a lot more difficult as we've seen and as they've seen um and when they probably thought you know they, they would have carried on but it's not worked out that way so what do they do change the manager change the manager change the manager where their philosophy is as they say on TV, you know, the manager needs time. Well, 12 months isn't time. Six months no. isn't time. Six months certainly isn't. Yeah, so it's just it's just crap. It's just, like I said, on the underlying chat, he, he just says all the right things, but underneath he's just a smelly, lying politician just doing stuff for his own needs. It, what it, and unfortunately, and like I said, I'm, a, I'm quite a big fan of his since he's been out of the game. I oh, think I, he's don't get me wrong, good. I, 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 yeah. I, I like the like I know always. Obviously, you know, he's a great pundit as well, but you know, this is my club, so I've got something to say about it. Yeah, and and look, it undermines what he's saying on Sky. So, as good as a pundit he is, when you see him saying one thing but doing when it comes to his own business, doing something different. Well, you kind of questioning. Well, does he really mean that then? Because well, this, if he this meant is it, the that problem you've got when you like you sound your own own voice and you've got many platforms to add and voices. You know, sometimes they come back to warn you because you're not always right by the looking of his predictions. If you see Monday Night Football, I think he had one right. You know, mm. he had Lukaku as the one to watch. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, so you know, he's, he's he's an expert pundit, but you know, it doesn't mean. Uh, He's an expert. He's not infallible. Look, everyone's wrong. You know, everyone's wrong yeah, sometimes, yeah, exactly. isn't he? But, but, but it just, yeah. it, usually I wouldn't say anything, but this is Salford City. I've, I've been there a long time. So, you know, captain, played, managed, whatever. I've done it all. So, 
at that club. So I've got something to say about it. And I know yeah, people still there. Yeah, at the end of the day, you care about what happens to the football club, doesn't it? And yeah, so and, and, that and, makes and, it different. Don't get it wrong, they've done a fantastic job. But come on, come on, you're making it a bit, you're making yourself look stupid. Mm. That's what you're With, doing. Get a manager they, that you know that you, can, that you can trust and you can think, right, can I see him for the next two years? Okay, unless it goes really, really wrong. Yes, you fire yeah. him. But, you know, until two, three games out, they were, they were still playing for the playoffs. You know, what, you know, just, you know, you need continuity. Uh, if they didn't fancy him over, a, a tw- over 12 months, you know, they shouldn't have hired him. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. But then, what's what's the, the fans' opinion? Like, the, the the people who go week in, week out to to watch Salford, like, what's their opinion of the class of 92 as, since they've come in as owners? Are they popular? Are they... You know, yeah, like, well, that's why that's why you get most of the crowds when I was playing. You get like two hundred and fifty people, three hundred people. Now you're getting possibly two, three thousand people. But mm. yeah, it's you know there's a lot of dads going with the kids and lots of that stuff. But yeah, you still you still gone down a, a gradually over the last couple of years because of the, obviously results. But there'll always be the pull there because they're always there. Yeah, and I think ultimately there's going to be a portion of that, isn't it, because of their involvement in it. Do you think? I mean, the other thing we should say is it's not just Gary Neville's decision. There's, there was there four or five of them. I mean, who's involved in total? All five, yeah, all five. Well, they, they, no, Peter Lim's the basically the owner, but he's not going to be making the football decisions. He's he's just just probably a silent owner. So he gets Butty, Arkid, uh, uh, Scolese. Phil Neville, Gary Neville. And I think David Beckham's involved as well. I'm not sure. I think Beck might be involved somewhere. Like, the thing which I think about with that is, like, I don't know, maybe it's because Gary Neville's the most vocal about it. So you assume that he's the one making the decisions or has the final say or he's the guy who's making those football decisions. I don't know. Maybe it's a false kind of impression. I don't know. But, like, so, like, as far as you know, does like Skulls and Ryan and that are they like involved day to day, or is there something in which they'll kind of meet up every month or whatever and discuss? Like, yeah, how much involvement be, do they have? No, it'll be a weekly process, won't it? All of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, most likely. Yeah, and like you know, Phil's in America, but yeah. most like most likely, yeah. Or they'll get together once a week and they'll discuss it. Or they'll phone or yeah, but they'll always discuss it. They're, so is it heavily, fair? they're heavily involved. You can see that. Yeah. Is it fair then that um, that Gary takes the the brunt yeah. of it? Yeah. Well, well he's no, Gary, not the has only one. Gary has the, the, the last say. He, he's the one. He's the one to voice it on and got to say it on. What's his um? What's his actual title at the football club, Gary? He's an owner, isn't he? Right. Okay. Interesting. Um, Rob Boyle says, uh, would you have another bash at the job, Rodri, if they ask you? <laughs> I don't think no. they will ask you, mate, somehow. No, but... no, no, no. Would you take the call? No. No. Here we go. Interesting stuff. I'm not sure. I don't perform for in circuses. Yeah. <laughs> would you take the FC United job if they offered it to you or if they wanted you to get involved again? No. That's oh, the, the academy I would do again. I'd do again. Yeah. In, yeah. I've just actually just, just been on a Zoom call for the last hour 
um, about a job, which I've, oh, yeah, probably, well. which I've probably just got, I think. Okay. So, yeah, head of recruitment in of a soccer academy. So nice. Head of, head of um, I should get this right, didn't I? Yeah, get it right now. Head. It's on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> head of something. Yeah, basically uh, making sure working with the kids. All, and that, all, it? all, the, all the, the it's all written down. I've just been going over it for the last fifty minutes. What's this? So what's that like working with kids yeah. and stuff like that? Head, it? head of development. There's elite soccer academies, yeah. And so basically, you've just seen it oversee it all. They've got one in London, Manchester, and Birmingham. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to say back in Cardiff then. No, but that's what they were saying. Oh, we know we need to. He's just broaden the horizon. Message me hours ago. No, he just he was saying though we, we we're hoping to get one open in Scotland and Newcastle and and he named everywhere with Wales. Don't what about Wales? But oh yeah, <laughs> Wales. <laughs> Everyone forgets Wales, don't they? Uh-huh. Let's be fair. Um, right, yeah. Salford, like they're in this weird position, and they because they've got so much more money than the rest of the league. And every time, every time a team plays them as well, they, you know they're the team to beat final, in the league. Eh? Everyone, everyone's excited. Oh, that's all for nice one. You know, everyone's looking forward to it. Yeah, it's like a cup final net for these teams. Like every team. Oh, hundred percent. Definitely, yeah. They're the team to beat in the league. That you know, they're the ones. There's certain fixtures in the in the calendar that you look for. Oh, yeah, can't wait for that one. And that'll be up there, one of them. Because you know it comes with the circus that that comes with it. Well, not circus, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's got. It's just got something. There's always going to be eyes on it, isn't there? Because they're the people yeah. who own it, and yeah, exactly. And yeah, the amount of money that's been invested. You turn up at more lane, you see Roy Key in the crowd. Oh, nice! I'm going to play. I'm going to have to show up today. Show Roy yeah. how good they are. You know, yeah. stuff like that. You always, yeah, definitely going to get good that. Man. What about? Um, are they move? Do they move grounds, or are they going to move grounds or something? Yes, yes. I think I think I don't know, it's up in the arms. I don't know. We're going to be moving to Trafford, uh, not Salford. Trafford, where the rugby, where Salford rugby play. Right, it's okay. Trafford Centre. So is that a big? How far is that distance-wise from where their home ground is now? Oh, from where about three mile, two miles. So it's not out of the area then. Like uh, it's not in Salford City. No, it's not in Salford. Salford's a large place. Mm. You know, you well, you know what my geography's like, so I'm trying to just. No, but get Salford's, it. La- Salford's probably yeah, Salford's big, so Salford City is inside Manchester City, so so it's city inside a city, but Salford's really big. There's boroughs mm. like Swinton, Walton, Clifton, you know, Worsley. It's it's math. So, but no, this is just outside, literally, you know, half a mile. It's next to Ireland, so it's. it's could be based of Salford, but I'm pretty sure it's Trafford because it's right next to the Trafford Centre. Got you. Got you. Um, Rob wants to know, how did Salford get on against the scabby scruffs in Newport this season? That's his words, not mine, by the way. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, I don't know either. I'll have to have a look. Um, but Craig makes a good point. He said, "This is what, that is why it's so hard for the bigger clubs to get promoted in the lower leagues because you've got teams like Sunderland, Portsmouth, Ipswich, Derby now down there in League One, League Two. There's these massive teams, and then or in League Two, and then in League One, sorry, and then in League Two, you've got Salford City. You've got so much more money than everyone that it's almost like anything outside of promotion is a failure every year for them. Yeah, and it's, it's difficult. All right, because having, all the teams, right, having, 
it's all right having the money though. It's still difficult to to, to gel these players together. Hundred uh, percent, especially get, if you keep changing players, the manager, especially, right? especially at that level. You know that's why Eddie Howe's done such a good job. Yes, all right, he's got good players and been given money. But you still got to get these players performing and gelling into a team. Hundred mm, percent. It's uh, it's such a a weird thing. Like let's I tell you what, let's let's talk a little bit about um the the kind of lower leagues and that. We'll work our way up because we'll have a look at the playoffs. I'm not going to pretend I know the ins and outs of everything which is going on. So we'll start. I'll bring them up and have a look. So you've got the you had the League Two playoff second legs. So Port Vale, uh, look, what do they do? Is that on now? Is it? Yeah, it's on now. Port Vale are one 0 up in that. Um, get the fixtures up. League Two. So who was in the playoffs for League Two in total then? Port Vale, Swindon, Wickham, Wickham, Wickham. Yeah, Wickham were in there, weren't they? Because they, I remember there was. On about Joe Jacobson, Wickham and Port Vale, Port Vale, Swindon playing each other, and then it's Wickham versus who was it? Uh, oh, I can't remember for God's sake. Swind- right, playoffs. Right, the playoffs were Northampton, Port Vale, Swindon, and Mansfield. So oh, Wick- Mansfield Wickham's, playing Wickham's League One, isn't it? Yeah, Wickham's League One. We'll get there now because they have th- the where I got confused is League Two gets. Promoted automatically, don't they? Um, three in League Two get automatic promotion. Um, oh, before we'll talk about um, Mansfield are in the playoffs uh, final for League Two. So they play the winner of Swindon and Port Vale tonight. Um, Nigel Clough sort of chipped in about these pitch invasions after the... So every time... That team that gets... field, didn't he? Well, that's it, mate. Give him a jab at... Get... Yeah, you know. Well, do you know? It's right. So every the time a team got, gets the kids the, got put in prison today, you know that. Don't yeah, you? got jailed. Um, Ten-year ban in order from all football. He's banned for life from Forest. Grown fucking ass man. Thirty years old, mate. Yeah. And you know, right? The only reason he's done that is because he was literally off his rock. He was been drinking all night, all afternoon. Had a bit of powder or something, and he's gone and just done something on on the fly, which is going to potentially could cost him so, away from like the punishment yeah. and the football. Two two days later, you're doing porridge. It's in a bit, mate. And I can't imagine his employer was that happy. You know, he's an idiot. So, he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. You, you, everyone has a drink and act act stupid, but come on, That's no one runs and runs and headbutts someone. Well, do you know, I said to um, I said to Paul Devlin on Facebook earlier this week because he was on about it. He said it's ridiculous, obviously, and like you know, like Sharp has really got lucky that he only had stitches because the way he ran at him and headbutted him could have done serious, serious damage. Like, um, but on the night before, Luton played. Oh, my memory is so Huddersfield. Shit. Huddersfield, right? And they had the pitch invasion. The re- and the linesman runs off, doesn't he? Like a minute before the final whistle comes on. So the linesman runs off, like, and the ref hasn't even blown for full time. He's obviously got to say so because he can see all the fans. But during that pitch invasion, one of the Huddersfield play, uh, fans like clips one of the Luton players just around the back of the head. Now, anyone who's got, particularly if you've got brothers, know that when someone slaps you on the back of the head, it is infuriating. But you imagine you've just lost the biggest game of football. All seasons, that that game is huge for Luton players. 
you know, they did, they're such a small club and they didn't really, no one thought they were going to get there and do it and all this. So they're so disappointed. And then you got some bellend come behind you, slap you on the head. That Luton player did so well to just ignore it. But I thought when I watched that, I was like, do you know what? One of these, one of these weeks, one of these days, someone's going to get hurt because you're going to get some idiot who's tanked up and he's just going to chin. You know, we've seen it with Grealish, didn't we, a couple of years ago, that fan yeah. come on the pitch. But when you've got so many people on the pitch and they're celebrating, they're jumping around, there's like, and there's a lot of emotion for the players as well. I just think it's like a dangerous mix. Yeah, What do you think of the Ollie McBurney thing? So um, it appeared to show him, or the papers have certainly portrayed it, that a fan fell over and whatever, and uh, Ollie McBurney sort of stamped on him. However, I saw him reply to a couple of tweets where people said, the man's injured, he's got a bad foot, and he's literally trying to step over the guy with a like one leg out of action. Yeah. Um, the problem with him is he's got form for being a fucking idiot. He's got form for having a bit of a scrap with fans and, and stuff like that. However, I know people who know him and they say he's a really sound guy and he's not like that at all. So I would say try and give him the benefit of the doubt and that he's trying to step over the fan. But yeah, you can't really see much of any, any of it to, to comment on it. It's so. difficult, isn't it, to say, yeah. like Craig says in the comments, if you look at his face, he definitely stamped on him. I think... Yeah, it look, looks like he's getting out of the way or something, but you can't really see. So you can't, it's like, it's, it's, it's difficult, it. isn't it? But, like... So, Rob Boyle says, epoxy trend running through football at the moment. I read people and blaming what happened with England during the Euros for uh, for showing it, and then that means it's okay to do it. So, well, look, but they show everything, don't they? Because it's on the news, isn't it? Like, yeah. especially these days with camera phones, everything is just, it's very rare something happens and you don't see it. Really? Um, at the end of the day, for me, I've been in, look, I would say now I've been on pitch, you know, I've been in a pitch invasion. I'm sure you have as well at some point in your you life. Know I, have. I know. I see you. the FA Cup. Celebrating. Uh, yeah. Stone Oh, no, got the badge on, got the badge in, and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Making yeah, sure you got the badge in, and got then the stamped on a stamped on stamped on Patrick Vieira as you ran off. No, 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 no. But that's it. He wasn't give, give, it, give it, a steward. Give it the old rugby union stiff arm to the steward. Gets off right in his jaw. <laughs> Boom, that's away. But then you weren't on the pitch to cause trouble. Like you was on the pitch celebrating the goal. It spilled over. Well, the game, the, no, the whistle had gone. Oh, was it? Yeah, the wizard gone. It was the end, okay. of the end of the game, yeah. Got you. So, like, but again, you weren't attacking players. Do you know what I mean? No, no. And, like, when I players, went on the pitch. Was players, I, there was all fans around him, and he was trying to have a conversation with Lee Dixon. No, yeah. one, no one bothered Lee Dixon. Lee Dixon said what he had to say and walked off. But yeah. you, don't, you didn't really get that back in them days. You know, it was, there's, yeah. there's a lot more idiots now, isn't there? You know, there was probably, probably 10,000 people on the pitch that night. No, not one. No problem. Not one. Not one complaint. Nothing, because you didn't really get it back back then. Um, I look at when Cardiff got promoted to the Premier League. The fans carried Kev off, like literally carried Kev McNaughton off the pitch. Like it was mental. It was such a this euphoria of like finally done it. Not yeah, one. Happy, so not one issue with the other team. The other teams on the pitch. Not one issue. And and we see it all the time. You you can't pit. 
all fans for a couple of idiots. But equally, yeah. you can't continue this trend of every time a team gets to Wembley or for the playoffs, they have a pitch invasion where they get promoted and players are getting attacked. You can't have that. Yeah. It's happened a few times in the last couple of years. Something's got like stewards. Look, I and I, I'm sure there's a couple of stewards in the chat. People who work because I know loads of people who do stewarding down Cardiff. I get it. It's a it's a thankless job. And um, why why would you put yourself in danger to stop some idiot? Like you don't get paid enough. That's the job of the police. I get that angle of it, but equally, <clears throat> football clubs, stewards, and police have got to do more to stop those pitch invasions if they want to stop that they, these incidents from happening it's down to the football clubs to stop people spilling onto the pitch so if you know a team is going to get if they win this game the home team if the home team wins and they get promoted or they get to the playoff you know the fans are going to try and come on the pitch so f- 10 minutes before the end of the game have people stewards or police around the pitch to stop them it's not fucking rocket science but look i i the uh, Sheffield United manager was fuming, wasn't he? He was not happy um, with what happened to Billy Sharp, and rightly so. Like, if that if you were you've been a manager, if that's happened on you know when you're a manager to one of your boys, you're not going to be happy, you. No, and I have no, I have no doubt in my mind that this guy is going to get filled in where he's going now, because you can't just do that. There's, there's other fans over where in, in these prisons and stuff like that. It, it's just not tolerated. It's just out of order. Just sidewinding like that. It's, it's yeah. the equivalent of walking to we're just doing that to someone in the street, isn't it? Yeah, he didn't look small, the bloke, even. He ran no, he's... head-footed him full on. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Naughty, it's, mate. It's, it's Naughty. It's it is, mate. Me. When someone's not looking and not expecting yeah. it and just just do running in like that, it is a proper <laughs> shithouse move. But, like, yeah, I get it. I get why footballers and managers are concerned, and and you never know these days. There's so many idiots. Someone could have like a but knife or something. Again, like you said, though, out of ten thousand people, it's one person. One, yeah, yeah. and that's that. Oh. That's it, and that's like I'm not condemning the fans as a whole. It's these idiots, and and like I think more and more these days, fan bases are they're like managing their own. If you get me, like if I've seen a few times different fan bases over the last couple of years where there's been a couple of idiots who shouted something racist or done something, you know, they shouldn't have. And they get called out by the people around them or they get pointed out by the stewards. But on the same way, no one likes the grass either. So, you know, yeah. that's it, it. But like to me, if someone was sat next to me and they were giving it like racist abuse, for instance, I just give them a slap, like, I'll be honest. I don't. I just wouldn't tolerate it, but I don't know. I, I football clubs are going to have to do something about these pitch invasions simply because someone's got injured now, haven't they? Um, yeah. I've seen. Um, it, but they say that, mate. It's one. It's it's one person. It's a deterrent now, when you know, flipping it two days later, he's in prison. Oh, um, no. the police. The, 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 anyone who thinks that the police. Um, I've got any time for football fans have never been to a football match because police and the justice system, they throw the book of football fans all the time for, for little to nothing sometimes as well. But he deserves everything he got. It yeah. is, uh, Leslie says it's amazing how he can be jailed in two days 
if that was Joe Bloggs off the street, it would take months. Yeah, you know, no, no, they're just like, boom. Do we see the it. compensation? Yeah, that's, good, that's a good thing, that, though. I was astonished when I see it come up on my phone. The guy's been given 24 weeks. I'm like, wow, it's only two days ago. But that's a Crazy, good mate. But that's it. Football fan, mate. They, they don't like football fans at all. Um, I've seen a couple of people on Twitter, right? And Twitter's a cesspool, as we know. Saying Billy Sharp is his own fault because he's made a career and oh, mate, for stop, years stop, and years yeah, he's been giving it to away fans and and now yeah, he's fine and it's yeah, like yeah. shut up rubbish. The man um, I remember, you remember a few years ago when he had um, like his uh, his child died, didn't he? And like the majority of people would like they did with Ronaldo, they come around him and and. Yeah. Gave him support and support and all that, but then I've it was met, only I've like a couple him, of months him, later. I've met him. Have you? I've heard he's yeah, really sound guy. Like, yeah, I've met him. He's all right. I've met him when I was out. It was a it was a night out in Manchester. Who was I with? I was with I was with my mate. I was with my mate Sai and Ricky Atten. That's who I was with. And we seen him and, and he was sat with us for a bit. He was all right. It was good, lad. Yeah, I just, I've heard he's quite funny. Um, he's like a good crack. I, he's actually someone I'd like to get on. Um, for a chat, like I think he'd have some good stories. But the point I was going to make, it was only then, like everyone supported him. But then only a couple of months later, you would have had uh, you had away fans chanting absolute horrent stuff about his kid, and like, and then when he scores, he'll say something, and it's like, well, of course he does because you've just said fucking disgusting stuff about him. Yeah, I don't know. Winds me up, mate. Football fans, they're happy to give abuse. And then as soon as a player gives a bit back, they get their knickers in a twist like. Yeah. Um, but yeah. absolutely, yeah, disgusting. Really, it was quite shocking, mate, to be honest, yeah. um, to see him get. And he's lucky. He is. I think he was lucky that he didn't get hurt, um, like seriously hurt. Because, you know, a, a headbutt is dead, you know, can do damage, but a run-in like that when you're not expecting yeah, it. Got, got what he deserves. See you later. Yeah. Done. Um, League One. Uh, so we got Milton Keynes, Dons, Sheffield Wednesday, Sunderland, and Wickham in the playoffs. The playoff final will now be between Wickham and Sun, uh, Sunderland on um, Saturday uh, after Sunderland won 2 1 on aggregate against Sheffield Wednesday and Wickham won 2 1 on aggregate against Milton Keynes, Dons. Um, MK Dons beat Wickham in the second leg 1 0, but they just couldn't uh, get that second goal. Um, as I mentioned before, obviously, like I would like Wigan, Wickham to go up if possible. Like a big fan of Gareth Ainsworth and Joe. Obviously, Joe Jacobson's been on the channel a couple of times. He's a great lad. Um, should have been in the Wales squad about five that years way ago. You get your dress sense from the Wickham manager, Gareth Ainsworth. Yeah, man, he's yeah. the proper needs. Yeah. That's what I used to have when I used to have that long ponytail, mate. <laughs> when me and you first met, that was like uh, you've got wearing... leather jackets in the wardrobe, aren't you? Yeah, bound to have at least one, mate. Down, bound to. I'm sure I've got one somewhere. Um, do you see Sunderland finally getting back to the championship, mate? Or do you think Wickham will um, do it? Wickham got a lot of experience sure, at Wembley. You expect, you expect, expect the crowd to be full for Sunderland, you know, 40,000 40, people. Because Sunderland, you know, it's a big, massive club, and, and they've got the fan base. Wickham, the mass, the brilliant to get there. You know, they just got to perform on that on the day, and just uh, and just hopefully it's enough. But it's going to be difficult for them. But you know, it's, it's game of football, eleven v eleven. Uh, they've obviously on earned the, the right to be. They've earned the right to be there. So 
think I think there's more pressure on Sunderland because they've tried and waited so long to get back up to the championship yeah. that this is their chance now. One game and you're there. They've got some experienced players, you know, Aidan McGeady. They've got um, Johnny Evans, his brother. I can't forget his name. Uh, Corey, is it? I think Corey Evans. Yeah. Um, they've got a few, like, experienced players, but they've also got a couple of good youngsters, like um, the lad who's just been called up in the Wales squad, uh, Broad Broadhead, um, who scored, I think, about 12 or 13 goals this year. Uh, he's on loan from somewhere. Um in the Premier, I think he might be on loan from Liverpool or Everton or somewhere. But yeah, he's in the Wales squad now. He's scored 12 goals for Sunderland this year. Um, but then on the Wickham side of things, Wickham have been there and done it. They've been to Wembley and won um, in the recent history, like, like a couple of years ago. That's how they got made it. So they know what they're doing. They've also got a couple of experienced pros in there, including Joe Jacobson. Go on, Joe. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one. I'm quite looking forward to watching that. Um, there's pressure there, 100% on Sunderland, but we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, championship, Huddersfield Town did it. They were the form team coming out of the season. The last four games, or last five, say, they uh, Huddersfield won four, drew one in their last five. So they went into those playoffs, bang in form. And um, ultimately, that was enough. You know, they played... They um and they, and they're going to play, in my opinion, the the team room for Forest. Well, yeah, this is it. Um, it's interesting because I was I was rooting for Luton, but Huddersfield just had too much for them. They just had that bit of extra when it came down to it. You know, it was one nil in the first leg. Uh, sorry, in the second leg. And it was uh, 1-1 in the first leg. Luton needed the victory, I think, in the home leg to give them a, a solid chance. But Luton have had a cracking season. You know, They would have been thinking about relegation at the start of the season, not playoffs. So to get there and do, you know, they did very well. Um, you know, only that one game this season where I think they lost like 7-0 on it to Fulham towards the end of the season. Um, but you're right, Forest bang in form. They did enough. They beat Sheffield United away. To go to um to go to Sheffield United and win away two one is massive, isn't it? In that first leg. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Massive result. Um Brennan Johnson scored again. What yeah, a season he's having. What yeah, a season. Good. Um and we'll talk about Wales in a bit. But who do you think is gonna win that playoff final? Uh you you fancy Forest, wouldn't you now? See I look at it and I think Forest, but I wonder if that's my heart saying that because I want Forest. I've got friends who support Forest. They've got Brennan Johnson, obviously, um, who I'm a big fan of. But Huddersfield are the form side. They've won their last seven games or un- unbeaten in seven games. They're banging form. And look, what a turnaround for them. They were bottom of the league not long ago, um, fighting relegation literally last year middle of the season they looked like they were going down and then now now they're in 90 minutes away from or 120 minutes away from getting back to the Premier League um it's a tricky one I think Forrest will get it on penalties or extra time um that's my prediction uh so we'll keep with the club football for a second um but 
Premier League, mate, is uh, going to the death. Both Liverpool and uh, Man City had a bit of a wobble, uh, dropping points. Um, do you still think City will have enough? Oh, Everton are 2 0 down. Oh, who's that against Burnley? Uh, Crystal Palace and Burnley are 1 0 up against Aston Villa. Oh, trouble for Everton, mate. Um, do you still think Man City gonna have enough? They're one point ahead going into yeah. the last game. Yeah. If it was at Villa Park, it'd be like, ooh, possibly, but no. At home. Unless something goes terribly wrong, someone gets sent off or you know. Yeah. So if the it, down the bot down the bottom, mate, if the get if it stays the same as it is currently in all the games, Everton will go into the final game of the season uh one point ahead of Leeds. So basically, if Leeds beats Brentford, uh, Everton's goal difference is minus twenty-two. Leeds is minus thirty-eight. So basically, if Leeds win and Everton lose, that'll be Everton down. But uh, Leeds are playing Brentford away, which is a difficult game, but it's winnable. You've got a game there that you need to win. You have to. If you win, you stay up. And even what leads that, that, even that's not guaranteed, though, is it? Because Everton, yeah. Anyway. Well, but Everton are playing. Everton are playing Arsenal. But, but, but uh, Arsenal at Arsenal, yeah. And Arsenal have still got a slim, 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 slim chance of getting top four. Yeah, we? we'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah. That's not even worth talking about, mate. I, well, I'm more yeah. interested in Tottenham, um, will, Tottenham will dismantle Norwich. Yeah. Dismantle. Did you see Jack uh, Granite Xhaka's interview after the game? Yeah. Uh, Oh my days, mate! Yeah. Tell you where. Talk about calling out your teammates. No, Jesus, yeah. don't no. see that very often at all. No. Um, so yeah, if Leeds beat Brentford and Arsenal beat Everton, Everton are down, which is still, even though we've talked about Everton potentially going down over the last few weeks, so 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 shocking to me, mate, that Everton could go down. So shocking. Yeah, but Everton are home as well, aren't they? Yeah. Palace have had a cracking season. Is it second half or is it first half? Um, I'll tell you now. I think it's got to be like relatively far into the game, haven't it? Um, Frank Lampard, I'm sorry, mate. I um, I know you quite like him as a manager, but it was the wrong choice. Even if he keeps him up, I still stand by that in the situation they were in, he was the wrong choice. Um, yeah. It's half time and 2 0. So it's half time now and it's 2-0 to oh, Palace. Okay. So I'll get the second. I'll watch the second half. It's uh yeah, Everton. Right. Newcastle United, what an end to the season they are having. Yeah, super Eddie. Unbelievable, mate. Super Eddie um, Howe. Super Eddie Howe, what a manager. Yeah. No, no help whatsoever from the finances that he won't be gracing Cyprus anytime soon and all that. Uh, I don't know about that, mate. I don't even think he'll make it January next year. But we'll that we'll talk about that, I suppose, at the time. Arsenal bottled it, mate. I'm sorry. Um, that performance against Newcastle was embarrassing. And that's not that any disrespect. Uh, it, it's no it, disrespect to Newcastle because I thought Newcastle were excellent. However, Arsenal, knowing that the top four was in their hands and knowing that this season... You know, United have failed. I just think um, Leicester it, have failed. That's that's where Arsenal are at the minute. They have, a, they, you know, they've got a young squad. They've just played Tottenham in a in a high intensity game, and then they've got to travel all the way up to Newcastle and play on a Sunday or whenever they play. I think it was a Sunday. 
three days later and then play Newcastle away. It's just no easy feat in itself. And they've just got a young squad. Young squad and, and, and obviously not the great of experienced players as you've seen Xhaka's interview, as you mentioned before. So... He yeah, said, uh, "If you haven't got, if you haven't got the balls, and you're too nervous, and and he yeah, said, don't just don't nonsense. come. Just not, he was just frustrated, it. wasn't he? Yeah, but, it, 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 you've got to understand they've just been beat, and they get, when you get a camera shoved in your face, I couldn't yeah. imagine what the stuff I would have said if people put put a camera in my face and a microphone after I've just been beat. But you know what, mate? Stuff going on. So, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not easy." Hundred percent, and I would rather a player be in honest like that in an interview. They're human beings. Like yeah. when we hear someone being interviewed, we wanna we wanna see the emotion. We wanna hear how they feel. We don't want like just the same old cliche crap. We wanna hear how does you know how do you feel? Like why you know why are you annoyed? And I get that you can't always do that, but like I'd rather have an interview like that than. The same old crap, if you get me. Um, Gary Neville yeah. went in on Granite Xhaka, and I think he made a couple of good points. Like Granite Xhaka has let down Arsenal time and time again with these. You know, he's been sent off in ridiculous situations several times. So, like, see that side of it. But he wanted to, like you say, he's had a camera shoved in his mouth, in his face. He wants to win a football match. It's a massive game for him. I don't think he did anything wrong. He didn't name anyone. He didn't kind of shame anyone. He didn't like say, or oh, the young players are not good enough. He said that us as a team didn't follow the manager's instructions and game plan. So he didn't single anyone out. He didn't say the young players have let us down or this or that. He said us as a team haven't followed the manager's instructions. There's, what's wrong with that? Really? Like, He's been honest, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But the the question should be asked is why is a professional football team of Arsenal size not able to follow the manager's instructions? That should be the question. Um, but fair play, Mikel Arteta. It's not, still, good job. it's not easy, mate. St James's Park, big crowd. It's cold. Yeah, they're, 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 they're performing very, very well since Christmas. So it's not easy. Plus, you've just had a high-intensity game against your rivals on a Thursday night, recover Friday, do a little bit Saturday, then travel up, or maybe they travelled up Saturday night, they're travelling, getting up there, what's the, what's the flu, still four or five hours, you know, it's, then you've got to play a game in front of 50,000 screaming Geordies, who, 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 you know, who are playing very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing very well under Eddie Howe, and I think when yeah. they yeah, bring in even more players, I think they could be a. Yeah. Good day. I said year when bits. when they um, when they took over there, and I said to you next year they'll be in the Champions League or the Europa League. Like next year they'll be in the top six, basically. You laughed yeah. that off and said it's too early, yeah. but I still, still, why not? No, they no. just be they just comfortably beat Arsenal. Why I, not? I understand that now, but you know people. So people, people's minds and will adjust to you know Newcastle to, uh, differently. You know these are a team that we need to be taking seriously, and it become it'll become a lot harder for Newcastle because there'll be a scalp. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They'll be like Salford City, mate, where yeah. teams will up their game yeah, against them. The Manchester City of, of they were ten years ago. 
No one give a shit if they beat City fucking 20 years ago, but now everyone wants to beat Manchester City. Yeah, it's very true, man. Everyone wants to beat you. But then, you can't tell me that Newcastle is... everyone wants to beat me when I play them at golf, because I'm at the top. Top level, mate. Top level. That's why everyone wants to beat me <laughs> in Prediction League, mate, because I'm oh, top level. Oh, <laughs> the um so yeah, but you can't tell me that Newcastle with four or five exceptional players added to that team are not better than Wolves, West Ham, United this season, who are the eighth, seventh, and sixth teams. Oh, I think Big Newcastle could finish top there. Four, no, top four, no, no, no I was top being sarcastic. Six, possibly, yeah. Top 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 five or six or seventh, possibly. I yeah. think it's top seven at the moment going to Europe in some form. But I think they're but up in it. You've got to understand why I'm going to get uh, stronger as well. Declan Rice yeah, like, it's just Declan Rice will like he's going. They'll probably add strength. Maybe Jesse Lingard goes there. And some other, a couple other players. You know, Wolves, will they get stronger? Leicester, they're going to get stronger after they've had a quiet season. So, you know, then you've got United, City, Chelsea, mm-hmm. Arsenal, Liverpool, Leicester. Tottenham. Leicester have had a bad season this year. I had um, Leicester have had a bad season this year. They won't, they won't be that poor again this next year, so they'll no. do better. You'd expect them to be in, in a top five, six place. West Ham and Newcastle might be contending for the couple of the same players like Lingard and that as well. It's um, do you know what's interesting to me? Someone told me yesterday. Oh, so, so sorry. So this guy at the start of the week um, told me that is it Tillman's from Leicester? Yeah, it's only United. And then yesterday, he texted me again and he said, uh, the boy from Wolves, I forget his name, someone will tell me, Ruben, someone who said goodbye when he did his lap runner, he's going to United. And then an hour later, he said, Declan Rice is also going to United. So I was like, right, so they're all three of them, they're all going to United, are they? But you and know what, said, since I've been following uh, I bet you could get that news, all the time. United, every single player is going to Manchester. Doing a medical. Doing yeah. a medical. Bet the agent, bet the agent's giving the, the report of the news. Get yeah. Price put up. Yeah. Madness, mate. I've got to say, all three of them would individually, I think, Declan would improve. Rice, Declan Rice isn't going anywhere because he's still got like uh, a, a three, three or four years left unless someone pays like 120 million on it. I don't think anyone's going to do that. After next year... He's only got a year or two years left, so then they'll have to be thinking, right, we need to sell him, or you know, he's going to run his contract out. So, probably next year, you'll probably see Declan Rice go. Uh, the Wolves bloke, I think he's him. out of contract. The, he person is, he? Would, the person I would take, and it was just an absolute no brainer. And this is me watching him first eye live watching him is Christian Eriksen. It's just an absolute no brainer. Well, you could pick absolute up Tillman's no brainer. Best midfielder I've seen this uh, at Old Trafford this season. That's mad, isn't it? So you, that's the thing, though, right? United, for instance, could pick up Tillman, uh, not Tillman's, Neves and Christian Eriksen on a free, both of them. And that automatically makes their midfield so much better. So oh, much better. Choking and, and you haven't spent any but money. You've got, you can add, obviously, you've still got McTominay and, Pog- McTominay and Fred. Squad players, I think they're all right as squad players, though. See, no, but I'm saying with, with a stronger squad, them players fitting into a stronger squad in a better playing team, you know, might do, do, think... them be- might, might, might do them 
do them better because in a struggling team, that just yeah, they just they need to they need to be bringing these players. They're bringing in, they're bringing in these players like the team's established. And it's not. Yeah. So um, do you think, right? For instance, if you bring in a, a Neves and a Ericsson into that squad as it is now, obviously excluding Pogba and Lingard and stuff. Um, well, you Pogba, think? Do you think? Ling- yeah. Pogba, there's four midfielders: Pogba, Lingard, Mata, Matic. There's four. All gone. Yeah. So if you bring in Neves and um, Ericsson, right? Do you think that that will make McTominay and Fred? Suddenly, be good enough to really take the team on. Well, no, you, you, you know you'd, you'd have a look at Gardner as well. He's coming back from yeah. Boris. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, do you think they're good enough? But what I'm asking you is: is is there any way that if you if United get back to where they were to compete in for titles and Champions Leagues, is there any way that in that squad and in that first eleven, sometimes Fred and McTominay not together, not together, no. One of Individ- them. One individually, of, one of them. are they good enough? Pardon? Individually, do you think they're good enough? Individually, I do. Yeah, because you've you've seen you've seen performances, and obviously, when a team's struggling, I think in a better team, I I think they'd, they'd be okay. Not together, one or the other. So you think with, basically with like, like an Ericsson or a Tillemans? Yeah. Okay. Because these are all, these are all mobile ball playing midfielders. Yeah, Neves is the perfect midfielder for him, I think, at the moment. What they Mate, need. Christian Eriksen. Christian yeah. Eriksen was unbelievable. But do you not think Christian Eriksen interferes I'm not in... I'm my finger, my phone's going to go. So wrong. No. Um, do, you, do you not think Eriksen interferes with Bruno a bit? They're quite, quite similar. No, no, not at all. Because Eriksen's just controlled. He just controls the game. But, but Fernandes can't control the game. No, but I, I suppose Ericsson plays a bit deeper sometimes, doesn't he? Yeah, he's um, all over the show, mate. He was left, right, pinging balls all over, taking corners, free kicks, and they were pinpoint all of them. Do you know uh, who he reminds me of? He was all over the show, mate. He was, he was deep. He was, he's a total midfield. He was all over the gap. If you've got someone holding there, like Fred or McTominay, putting Ericsson next to him, uh, Fernandez is further up. Hmm. I am um, I, when I see Ericsson when he's like spraying the ball out wide, like those long balls, he reminds me of Beckham in the way oh, that yeah. Beckham just, used to it, switch it, play. It was literally a joy to watch, just mm. a great, just a great player playing football. Well, more fool them, mate, if they don't go and pursue that because he's available on free. Yeah, so, seeing him first hand as well, so close to the end of the season, if I'd be, I'd be amazed if that uh, manager didn't put his name forward. Be amazed. Yeah. I'll be saying, Ralph Rangnick, why have you not put Christian Eriksen name forward after you've seen what he did to your team? Mm. Yes, you won, but you know he was clearly the best midfielder on the park. Mm. Yeah, couldn't agree Final more. Mile. Um, Craig says, "What's so? What's your handicap then, Rob? Uh, Rod? Five, five. Not bad. Not bad. Be turning pro soon. Five point one to be exact." Gaz says, "Get Paddy Power to sponsor the podcast." It's in the words. Come on, we're trying. Um, Let's talk about Wales, mates. Everyone loves talking about Wales, except Leslie. Um, They named their squad for the ridiculous schedule they've got in in June and July. Five games they got. Um, No real shocks, I don't think. It was pretty much as I would have expected. Um, Nathan Broadhead comes in for the first time up front. 
had a good season for Sunderland. Not a bad decision. Um, Mark Harris for Cardiff's in there. Kiefer Moore's back in there. Um, you know, Ravi Matonda, Daniel James, etc. Daniel James has done quite well since he's gone to Leeds. Um, Aaron Ramsey missed a penalty. Oh, we haven't talked about that. We'll talk about that now. Um, were you anyone you thought should be in that Wales squad that isn't, mate? No. No. I thought Will Volks maybe a bit unlucky not to be in the squad. Yeah, in you're talking about squad players now, aren't you? Players yeah. that should be that, that should be in there are in there. And um, I just know, thought Will Volks has done enough to be in the squad, and he offers things off the bench. He's still got t- still got a chance, and he's still got time to go to World World Cup, hasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. But it's yeah. um, got to get there first, mate. Got to beat Scotland or Ukraine. Yeah. To me, when's that, when's that game? Ukraine Scotland game. Uh, June something eleventh ring, rings a bell. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the eleventh. I can't remember the exact date. June eleventh, something like that. Um, or it might be. I I don't know. I've got that date wrong. I think. But even it's around that time. Uh, Scotland play Ukraine. Obviously, um, a few days before. To me, I don't care about the Nations League and all the other games that are there, the only game that matters is that playoff. However, we're in the na- we're in the A part of the Nations League for the first time ever. Um so I think that's we gotta kind of make sure we do all right in it. But we're playing Holland, Belgium. Tough games, mate. Yeah, but they're the games you want to play, mate. You don't want to play crappy games. You want to play the good teams. Plus all these teams, I don't think they'll be fully strength. No, fully strong. It's a weird, weird time of the year. Around the corner, and you know, yeah. These players haven't had a break. Competition, mate. That's what you want. These players haven't had a break as well since COVID. This is the first. This summer is the first proper break. Yeah. Um, So you just don't know what teams will play, and that is a cracking shout. Uh, Craig Sullivan says Tom Lawrence should have been in the Wales squad. I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, it's because he's had a phenomenal season. He was in the Welsh squad before they had that accident. And look, I get it. He made a mistake. But the other players involved seem to have been forgiven. But for some reason, Tom Lawrence not getting the... <clears throat> just one, I don't know what else he can do. Um, so, June the 1st, Scotland play Ukraine. This has come from Craig. And then the 5th of June, Wales play the winner. So, so four days later they play. Yeah. So I you know that could work against Scotland or Ukraine or it could work in their favour. Who knows? Fifth of June, that's a Sunday that sure it is. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Wales gotta be they've gotta be ready. You uh you could be in Cardiff for that weekend, mate? Fifth of June, I've got a charity game on the fifth of June. Oh, is that that one that I was on about to you the other week or is that a different? No, one? that was Sunday just gone. Did you go do you play in that then? I couldn't play it, my ankles my ankle was uh I've got one on Saturday that I can't play either. It's still so getting old now, mate. Anyway, that's pretty fair. Like. Yeah, that's it. Um, Rob Boyle says Wales versus Scotland. It'll be a draw, and then in the ninety-fourth minute, Aaron Ramsey's going to pop up and score a winner against Scotland after he missed the penalty in the Rangers game last night. Let's finish on that. Rangers did tremendous to get to the Europa League final, mate, and. Um, just didn't have enough in the end, but they missed a big chance right at the end in the actual Yeah, Kent, Kent had a, a massive chance at the end, and um, 
Yeah, I, I'd see that. I don't see that 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 the the big lad at the back staying there long. I think I was, if I was impressed with him, very, very big, I strong, quick. Mm. Yeah, very good. I thought that Kent is unlucky. They've got to a couple of got to a couple of finals now in the last few years, and it's a shame they just can't get over that hurdle. You know, it was there for him as well. You know that like Kent will be having nightmares over that. It's the same yeah. one. Same what a one same. Same one that Sheffield United missed at the end of the, the, the half time, at the end of the extra time, the keeper saved it. That's so close, you'd, you'd expect them to, to score, but keepers are pulled off a great save. So. It was an amazing save, mate. Yeah. Actually, that keeper who played for Eintracht, he really impressed me uh, all game. I thought he was excellent, made some great saves. And um, yeah, it's unlucky for Rangers. Thought they did well. To me, though, the one mistake that Van Bronckhorst made is I thought he should have brought Ramsey on a bit earlier in extra time because I think Ramsey is the sort of player who can do something out of nothing. Um, and I get that he might not be fully fit, but he was fit enough to be on the bench. He was fit enough to come on for five minutes, give him 15, see if he can do something special. Um, penalties are penalties. I, I saw a lot of people saying it was a shite penalty and stuff. But it wasn't the best, but... This can happen, mate. It happens to the best of us. I once missed a penalty in a shootout on my debut for a football club. No, um, but he's bottled it, mate. It's a poor penalty. He just tried to blast it, and he's, he's, his head's baffled. And I, I yeah. know, know what's going through. He's just, he's, you know, he's got so many things going through his head. But you think with his experience, and it was just a poor penalty. He's just tried to, I don't know what's going through his mind, because it, it was a poor penalty. All See the him take penalties were going top bin, side netting. Oh, it's impressive, like, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it was a bad penalty. He did tell you that himself. Yeah, I just think, like, he, yeah, it's as if he got his head a bit scrambled because I've seen him take penalties in shootouts before, and he's been one of the coolest ones taking them. Like, you know, he's that kind of guy who's very cool under pressure. Just it is, something it went on. Rocking, taking a penalty, you know, penalty shootout. Do you think it's because he'd only been on like three or four minutes that he didn't quite have to run of it? It should make a difference. We've seen players come on, made substitutes late on in games and score, and less experience than Aaron Ramsey. So no, he's just got to be able to deal with that. And uh, yeah. but he's just he's just not dealt with it best best as he can, and ultimately the keeper saved it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of them. Keep keep him fit. Wrap him in cotton wool now till June the fifth. Um, right, guys, you got any questions or anything? You've got about a minute and a half to send them in uh, before Rodri's battery runs out. Um, lots and lots of stuff coming next Tuesday. There's no episode of my story. I'm having a little uh, a little week off, but uh, we'll be back with some good ones. Got some really good football ones lined up as well um, over the next couple of months. Um, Fight show Sunday. Got Umar Bullet Tooth Kayani joining us, which should be a good one. So um, join us for that live on Sunday. Don't forget to sign up to Patreon. And also, for those of you who haven't signed up for Patreon, there's um, there's a little special offer on there at the moment for lifetime membership if you want to have a look. Um, Rodri's run out of battery, so everyone can see the box, which is by the side of my uh, desk. So let's get rid of that quickly. Um, I'm still here though and uh, still talking um, if you have got any questions you can send them in Rodri's battery's gone so we'll leave him go now if you've got any questions I'll stay on for a, bit, a few minutes and have a chit chat battery's going mate is it oh, no you've got no sound mate you're muted yeah, yeah no battery's going 
it's going our way. All right, mate. Um, just kind of wrap it up now, anyway. Um, we'll be back next Thursday, but um, yeah, mate, let me know when you're in Cardiff. Get that my story filmed. We'll do a bit of do some bits, mate. Do some yeah, bits. Uh, as always, mate, it's a it's a pleasure. Good crack and all that stuff. Um, we'll be back next Thursday, same time. Tell your friends, tell your people, tell them, spread the word about the show. Audio version will be out later, so give that a share as well. As always, it's uh, been good. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.